You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome into the pod. How we doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. It is TJ Friedel. Everyone is first gym day podcast experience. Finally made it. <laughs> if this is the definition of making yeah, it, it is. You, the bar is set very low. <laughs> very, very low. But we appreciate you being here, man. How are uh, how you feeling as we sit here? You're living the dream right now, are you not? Living the life, man. No complaints over here. This is... Everything I've dreamt about since I was a kid, and here we are living it. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's let's get to know T.J. Friedel. First of all, is it Terry Lee Friedel? Junior. Junior. Yep. So, okay. So, so my, da- my dad's the, the Jerry Terry. comes from Junior. Yep. My, okay. my dad's Terry Lee Friedel. I'm Terry yeah. Lee Friedel Junior. All right. Now, how many times have, uh, especially like in elementary school or whatever, <laughs> they messed up your the pro- all, all pronunciation the or in your name? All the time. Friedel. Friedel, every every time. And it was always funny because, you know, elementary school and middle school, uh, when there would be like a substitute teacher and they'd have to yeah. do roll call every day. So a lot of people didn't know my name. I was just TJ. And oh, okay. so that'd be the first time they'd go. So the substitute teacher said, they'd be like, uh, Terry Friedel. And everyone in the class was like, around, like who's Terry? Terry Friedel. And I'd be like in the back class like, yep, present here. And they'd be like, that's your name? <laughs> yep, that's it. Oh, I'd like to see that uh, that, that spot that they do of uh, A-A-Ron. What, what oh, yeah, the <laughs> substitute teacher <laughs> with uh, Kim yeah. Peel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good one. Yeah, so... I've heard it. I bet you in visiting parks too. Mm-hmm. When you're all you're time. being announced all the time, would have to. I've heard every way of pronunciation <laughs> that you could think of with my last name, and I just go with it. All right, we're gonna uh, get the bad part out of the way first, right? Okay, Pittsburgh born, right? Yeah, yep. There it is. <laughs> That's always got to gotta it come does, up. It doesn't Especially bother going, me, but you know, in this town, yeah, this town, it's a sensitive topic. It, it is it's a sensitive topic. It Keep is. it on the DL, but now I wear that. I wear that on my sleeve with pride, yeah. and that's, you know, born and raised there. I represent it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, every time we play the Pirates, I take pride in taking it to them. So. There you go. Yeah. Now, how, to what age, because you went, you moved to California, yep. right? Yep. So what age? Uh, when I was five, moved out to California with my dad, mom, and sister. So us four went all the way to the West Coast, and we were the only ones. Um, mm-hmm. And then all my family, aunts, uncles, cousins, uh, every grandparents, every single side of the family stayed in Pittsburgh and still are in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, when we go through the burg, <laughs> you see it, that it's quite the free to experience. Yeah, you get the whole section right <laughs> above the dugout with like oh, yeah. 30, 40 people and you turn around like, who are these people? <laughs> All wearing the free to jerseys. Now, how much does this cost you over the years? Are you doing tickets or are they on your own? Uh, it depends. Um, you got to pay my, taxes at least on the tickets. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a tax off the tickets. But yeah. uh, my first year, when I got caught up at the end of the year in 21, and we actually ended that season in Pittsburgh, which yeah. was pretty surreal for me. And right. had all my family out there, and they ended up getting tickets in the outfield, right behind left field where I was playing in that bleacher section. Right. And so they all just stood out there and, and kind of just like hung out with themselves. And then last year through the trips there, it's kind of just hit or miss who comes and whatnot. But um, I'll always leave tickets for them. You yeah, know, that's my family, and I always I want to soak in every chance I can to have them see me play. 
yeah. in the major leagues. So um, it's never really a bother for me. Now, do you have three older sisters? Mm-hmm. Do I have that right? Yeah, so I have two now, half- What was that experience like? <laughs> <laughs> so I had two half-sisters, um, older, yeah. like, um, you know, 12 and nine years older than me. Yeah. And then my immediate sister, Taylor, is a year older than me. Um, but, yeah, that was definitely a different <laughs> upbringing for me with three older sisters, uh, you know, getting bullied in different ways than, than some other kids with siblings where I'm held down and, and dressed up and oh wait hold and, on now yeah. you're held down and dressed up like it makeup oh, testing out makeup wow. finger painting my fingernails <laughs> uh, and i i i couldn't do anything i i was you know i had three of them it was three v one and then <laughs> and then v1. and then as i got older it you know it turned out to be like well i still can't do anything because those are my sisters <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you know, I, I gotta yeah. i gotta protect them those are my sisters so uh but no you know they made me they helped shape me into the into the man yeah. I am today and and so you know it's something I've been very appreciative of well that's good that's actually probably a good influence I have a, an older my oldest I have uh, four siblings the oldest is a sister and the rest are boys so I kind of wish I had more influence I, I think I would be a I would have been a better person earlier in life had <laughs> I had the uh the female influence yeah no it's it's a very big influence and yeah. it kind of they're smarter puts than us into, puts things in a different perspective yeah. than just having three older brothers yeah. Oh, no question. They're they're just much smarter than us. Much tougher. <laughs> Women are much tougher. Than tough. Men. Man. Way they, tougher they than tough. men. Yeah. Way tougher. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Now, do you consider yourself a Cali kid, a Pittsburgh kid? Are you a hybrid or what? I'm in between. You know, like yeah. it's and it's tough because, um, you know, the Steelers, the black and yellow. That's kind of like Uh-oh. that's that's what I've that's Uh-oh. what I've been born into. Oh, that's no. that's how I've been raised. Oh, no. you, can we edit this part out? Can we? <laughs> He's talking about the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> that's you know that's the team I've been with my whole life, and uh, so there's parts of me that are rooted in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but don't don't, don't hold it against him, folks. He's, <laughs> he plays for your Cincinnati Reds. I promise. I'm I'm Cincinnati Reds <laughs> through and through. Don't worry about that. Um, but no, I mean that there's different parts. So I'd consider myself a hybrid. Yeah. Um. So you, but you live in Vegas now because yes. you went to college, mm-hmm. right, in Nevada. Yeah, went into college in Reno. Right. And then met my wife there in Reno and she was from Vegas. She's okay. There was my next question of why, how'd you make it from Reno to Vegas? Yeah. So she was from Vegas and after she graduated college, um, we spent another off season up in Reno where I trained and then she moved down to Vegas and it was a good spot for me to continue to train year round. There was a very good group of, uh, pro ball guys that are down there. And they had a good setup, and so I kind of fit right in with them. And it worked out for me and my training, and it worked out for us just to live there. So Yeah, the weather's usually good, except for when we go play a spring training game. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious, yeah. I froze my butt off there in it, spring training. <laughs> it was beautiful the week before, too, yeah. but it's just like as soon as we get in there, it was – and it was cold. It was cold it all was spring rough. training. Yeah. No, spring training how was about spring training? in Arizona. Yeah, and you don't want to complain too much, but there were – at least the the first three weeks of camp, there were more warm days in Cincinnati mm-hmm. than there were in Arizona, it, and yeah. it's a different cold there. That desert cold is oh yeah, 
cold. And that's what people, when when I tell them in Vegas, the desert cold is it's a different, different kind of, especially yeah. when you get the wind mixed in with yeah. it, it's a different kind of cold. It hits yeah. different. But uh, yeah, before spring training games, when they show on the big screen, the weather in Arizona and then the weather in Cincy, yeah. there were some days there where I'd look oh. up and be like, oh, Cincy looks pretty nice right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Had a very nice uh, March going on, February. It, but, it, man, it was cold out there. Yeah. It was different. All right, I want to talk about, uh, so you go to Nevada. You're, I mean, you're in college, mm-hmm. and the the story of you being not drafted mm. is really one of the unbelievable falls-through-the-crack stories of all time because there are very few players that make it to the major leagues that weren't drafted. And it wasn't because you weren't drafted on merit, but – no one knew that you were eligible. Even you didn't know you were eligible, yeah. correct? Yeah, it was a very strange period of time. Um, going from playing a little bit my freshman year very sparingly to redshirting my sophomore year. Yeah. And my coach at the time, Jay Johnson, who's at LSU now, he just thought it was in my best interest to not waste another year pinch running and pinch hitting, but to kind of save that year and get bigger, stronger, and work on some skills. And um, so I redshirted my sophomore year. Now, fast forward to my junior year, technically my redshirt sophomore year. Um, I was going through winter, like winter workouts, scrimmages, stuff like that. And I thought you had to be 21 or a junior in baseball eligibility. Yeah. That's what I thought. That, that's what but I the had rule to, is just three years in school. Exactly. Right? Okay. It's a junior in college, basically. Yeah. So redshirt sophomore. What, no matter how many years you've you've played. Exactly. As long as it's three years in college yeah. and you're draft eligible. Yeah. Um so I went through all fall uh inner squads and never never talked to a scout. Um never went and had a, all my room I had four roommates. We lived in a five bedroom house and all baseball guys and my, my roommates were all going to uh coffee questionnaires with scouts filling out these questionnaires and, and going to talk to these scouts all fall and i'm like okay like cool like that'll be really cool and um i had a good fall and um was actually finally put on scholarship my jun- retro sophomore junior year of college and uh you know had a good junior year good junior year season or retro sophomore year, whatever you want to call it and right. um two days before the draft i had a scout call me and he said hey we're looking at drafting you what would you say, you know, it might be later on in the draft, but would you be interested or would you be, you know, willing to maybe look into the possibility? And I remember looking back and I was like, man, that would be awesome. That would be such a great opportunity, but I'm, I'm not draft eligible. And he goes, yeah, you are. This is your third year at Nevada, right? And I was like, yeah, but I've only played two baseball seasons. And he goes, well, you're still draft eligible. You could be drafted. And that was the first time where I was like, wow. And I didn't have an agent. I had never talked to an agent before. I had never talked to a scout. This is crazy. I, I'd this, never done any of that. This does not happen. I mean, yeah. this doesn't happen. Oh, it was very foreign. And uh, I remember I was with one of my, my best friends, uh, Bryce Greger, and I was with him. We were at the conference tournament. And I said, hey, did you know I was draft eligible? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I, I think you are because you redshirted. But, but uh, and I told him I had no idea. And so I ended up calling um, the scout back, and I told him, like, hey, thank you, but I'm very unprepared. I had no idea, and the draft was in a week. Yeah. So I was like, thank you, I appreciate it, but I'm, I'm going to go back to school. Wow. And then went to the Northwoods and then got invited to Team USA, the collegiate team, mm-hmm. and they had a seven-day like tryout, basically, um, and I actually made the team uh, out of that tryout with Team USA. And during that seven-day span where there were a lot of other teams and scouts there for the 2017 draft, looking at guys for the 2017 draft, then they realized, 
I was a redshirt sophomore. And so So at this time you went undrafted in the in the draft. Yep, the draft passed. I went undrafted. Yeah. Um and went to the collegiate national team tryouts and then I had some scouts and some people come up to me asking me about would I be interested in signing a free agent deal? No idea what that was. But at this time, I finally got an agent. Um, I finally, Adam Karen, my still my agent now, and I got him and he kind of walked me through that process. And um, he came down to LA, which is where the Team USA mm-hmm. stuff was, and kind of sat me down and talked about possibilities and, and setting a number and what I was looking for and what it would take for me to not go back to school. So I had to talk with my parents, kind of got realistic about things in terms of like, I wanted to go back to school, be with my friends again, but also at the same time, if, if it gets to a certain amount, I have to really step back and, and reevaluate things. And, and then uh, yeah, during that week, it was like every, and then we actually, so what happened was we went to uh, Taiwan. That was our first stop. So I'm over in Taiwan and uh, I'm getting emails on a chain link with my parents and my agent every morning, refreshing, like, here's where we're at. Here's some teams that are interested. Here's what they're offering. Here's where we're standing. And it just kept going for about four or five days until it got serious. And then it got to the point where I called my coach and I'm like, hey, I'm probably not coming back to school. And I kind of updated him on the situation. And, and he said, I remember he told me, he said, hey, listen, like I want to do everything I can to bring you back. But he was like, I, I think it's getting to the point where it's in your best interest that you should go. Yeah. Well, at the time, and I, I I think this is still true, but it was the highest signing bonus of any non-drafted player ever. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, and the Reds were the ones that. Was there a little bit of a bidding war? Did it start it here and then it went up? Yeah, and up and up? yeah, it yeah. started. You know, at the uh, I think you know hundred thousand was kind of like the basic yeah. where what everyone was allotted to, and then it just climbed from there. And then um, certain teams didn't have it, and, and then it just got to the point where it was down to like. A couple, I think it was like three or four other teams, but um, the Reds just had the, the talking with my agent had the best outlook for me. They had the best farm system. They have the best development, and so it was you know a pretty easy choice for me. Wow, that's a great story. Even though it was wild, yeah, you'll <laughs> say wow, he was undrafted, but it wasn't quite on you know because you would have had they known, yeah, uh, you would have certainly been been drafted. There's no question about it, on your talents and what you did at Nevada and. and Team USA, all of that. So, um, kudos to the Reds for swooping yeah. in and getting this kid. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I it was love awesome, it. But I'm, I'm happy. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, very happy with where things are now, and just being able to play in the major leagues with the team that I came up to the to the system with. You know, yeah, it's been incredible. And you are, man. I got to tell you, you have, uh, you've opened some eyes. You started to open them last year, but this year, consistency has been there. I mean, as we're recording. Uh, you're off to a terrific start and uh, creating chaos. We like <laughs> to say that on the air that uh, you create chaos, and yeah. that is uh, that's your game, man. That's my goal. Yeah, that's, that's my goal. Is I just, you know, the name of the game is to get runs. Yeah. At the end of the day, whether it's home runs, whether it's sacrifice bunt, whether it's a bunt for a hit, whatever it is, but it's creating chaos. It's creating movement, and it's making the defense make plays. And if I can do that with my speed. If I can do that with my bat, if I can do that with bunting, whatever it is, I'm going to do it just to create chaos, like you said. Well, I love, you know, bunting has gone away, and we could have a separate argument about sacrifice bunts. Uh, that's a whole big thing in baseball right now. That has certainly gone away. Not gone away, but it, it's certainly done a lot less mm-hmm. now with mm-hmm. analytics. But bunting for a base hit now, that yeah. 
one thing you can get on with it. You're not afraid to do it with two strikes. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not going to bunt, when you show bunt and you bring that third baseman in and you've had a few hits where you've slapped it past them or bounced it over them, uh, again, it just creates chaos. I love that that part of your yeah. game. And I love that there's one a guy like that in the lineup. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And that's, like you said, that's that's what bunting has done for me ever since even the past two years with the shift. But if you bring in that third baseman to take away the bunt, that creates a huge gap in the six hole. Yeah. Or when I push bunt into first base, that creates yeah. a big four hole. And I put the ball on the ground. I make yeah. contact. That's what I do. That's my game. So if I can, maybe I don't... like swinging a changeup that may be falling off the plate, but if I go with it like I did in Philly in the ninth inning when we were kind of rallying, coming back, yeah. and if the third baseman's playing where he should be, that's a double play. Yeah. And But bringing him in for the bunt, creating chaos, now that infield single turns into a bases loaded, one-out situation, Fraley hits a, a ball down the first baseline, I score from first. Yeah. Now we win. Just Take, little things like that that oh, could help in, influence a ball game. And if you're... A, Batting second, and India's been getting on at a pretty good clip. Mm-hmm. That's even more chaos because he's on first base, and then you're over here bunting, which whether it's sacrifice bunt, yeah. I know you're always trying to bunt for base yeah. hit <laughs> nearly at all times. Yeah. Just more chaos. I love it. Well, and, and it's been amazing with India and what he's been doing this year yeah. and, and what he's been able to do by setting the table, getting on base. Yeah. Um, you know, We played the Cubs in, in another example where he they scored in the first inning. He hits a leadoff double. Now, I squared a bunt. I'm not trying to sacrifice him over to third, but it just so happened, uh, I think it was Wisdom made a good play, got me out by a step, so be it. Now it's runner on third, one out, infield comes in. Right. Fairly gets a base hit up the middle. Yeah. It's just baseball. That's And that's the game. And that's what you guys, you don't have a bunch of big boppers, so you're going to have to manufacture that's runs. The game that we, that's the game that we play, and we know who yeah. we are as a team, and we're going to run into some balls. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. We have guys who can run into some balls, but – Majority of our run production is going to be by playing the game of baseball. Yeah. By hustling, running the bases hard, taking the extra base, taking the ball in dirt reads, tagging up on fly balls, like all the little things in baseball. That's how we're going to win games. Well, I told you, you got an unsolicited uh, compliment from the great Ron Washington when we were in Atlanta, who's seen, I mean, he's Mm. seen so much baseball and forgot so much baseball. Yep. But he was uh, complimenting the Reds, you know, the, the top three pitchers and, and the, the the farm system stuff that's going on, he's like, and that Friedel, man, that Friedel, man, he drives us crazy. So, and that, yeah, I mean, for me, that goes a long way, especially yeah. coming from Ron Washington. Yeah, that, that goes a long way, and, and you know, I take that as that's what I want to do. I want to make the other team think about when I come up to the plate yeah. in every situation. What's he going to do? Is he going to bunt? But is he going to is he going to hit the ball in the four hole, six right. hole? Is he going to hit a gapper? Is he going to run into one? Like, that's the goal. The goal is to make them think when you're up there. Yeah. Well, that was your arrival moment, not this podcast, just so you know. When Ron Washington <laughs> yeah. gave you a compliment, that's the arrival moment <laughs> right there. Now, one thing that I love is, like, the last few years, the dugout's been, i got to be honest with you, it's been kind of dead. Last year was a tough year, so it was, there was a lot of things going on last year. Mm-hmm. But you are an energy guy, man. I mean, you are constantly yapping down there, not at the other team, but you're encouraging your team. Yeah. You're constantly talking, and that little bit of energy helps in yeah. the dugout. Have you always been that guy? Yeah, always. I mean, back from literally, like, being at the top step of the dugout, being up on the fence, whatever it may be, but just trying to 
influence the yeah. game however I can. Base it, ball four. That's my yeah. Idea. If <laughs> I had a ten dollars for every time you said that, oh man, you'd have you'd have a lot of money right now. That's uh, I which, mean that's that's my favorite, which, and that's which is a three ball count. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's you know it's just a, a a mentality. Yeah, right there. You're looking for a base hit, something you can drive, and if it's not there, take ball four and take your base. Yeah, but that's just kind of how I've always been, and that's yeah. that's all I've known, and I can't. I can't sit there and be quiet and, you know, just sit on the bench. And, and that's a lot of guys on our team. A lot of guys on our team are, like, high energy, up on the fence, talking, and then it's, it's contagious. Much more talking. This, it is contagious because it contagious. is a big difference yeah. this year, I have noticed. And uh, first base coach Colin Cowgill adds to that, too. <laughs> that's, that dude's an energy he guy. He is a high source of energy, oh, and there's wow. nothing better and I told him this, and in spring training, and there's times where I get on first base and I'm a little hesitant to run in situations, certain counts, and you know, just having him in your ear to be like, hey, like, let's go, let's roll. Let's, yeah. And, and uh, there was this ball in Atlanta where I chopped over Olsen's head, and in, I believe India was on first, and chopped over his head, and it was like a slow chopper that got over his head and got down the right field line, and Acuna's in right. And I'm watching the play like unfold in front of me, and I'm rounding first and I'm taking a hard turn. And I think just to myself, I probably wouldn't have gone on Acuna with no outs and, and didn't want to, you know, risk running into an out. But he's right there in my ear at first base, like, go, 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 go. And I heard that and I never stopped. And I just took second and I looked back at him. I'm like, yeah, that's what I need. Like yeah. having that energy right there and that confidence, be like, let's roll, we're doing this. And and he is the main source of our our aggressiveness on the base path him and yeah. jr together i mean those two they always look for the extra base the extra the extra two steps that we can get on the base our house is energy list too yeah absolutely and having them on the bases with you is like just hyping you energy up. Like list you, that was the wrong term he was he's full, full of, energy. of energy he's full of energy <laughs> and having them on the base pass it's just yeah. it's just an extra oomph yeah to have and just getting that confidence up and and it spreads yeah. From them to us, from us to them. I mean, it's it's incredible. Well, it's in, it's contagious, and I know it's tough to get up for 162 games, especially for nine innings. But uh, it's just m much more chatter, and just that little bit of energy, whether it's subconscious or not, helps. Mm -hmm. But I, I've seen it. I've seen the dugouts that have it, and I've seen the ones that don't have it. And I, talent's always going to win, but if you can add those extra intangibles in there as well, yeah, th then you got something going on so i think it's uh i think it's beautiful so Absolutely. please 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 keep it up i promise i will please keep it up baseball man it's a it's a crazy game as far as it's really hard to get to the major league level almost harder to stay at the major league level so are you still gonna play with that chip on your shoulder and not looking over your shoulder but knowing that hey I, this could end at any moment if I, if I go into a rut every morning Every day. I mean, this game can be taken from you as quickly as it was given. Yeah. Every opportunity I've gotten, every every chance that I've gotten to get to this level, making my debut. And, you know, I, I reflect on last year a lot. And I came up last year. I had a good spring training, came up pretty early and um, struggled a little bit. The first yeah. half, I was up and down and it was, it was hard getting comfortable. And, and uh, I've always known to never take this game for granted ever since I was in high school. Right. And I've played with a lot of guys who had potential and, and never really had the opportunity to make it. And I was, you know, fortunate and blessed enough to have that opportunity and and to be able to play this game and then to be able to make it to the major league level and make my debut. But making your debut isn't the end goal. Yeah. It's not 
just to make it to the, to be a major league player, that's not the end goal. The end goal is to stay to be to be a solidified major league player. And every day going through what I went through last year is just a reflection of of you need to perform to stay. Just because you make it doesn't mean you get an opportunity to play every day. Right. And that chip will never leave my shoulder ever since I redshirted when I was a sophomore in college. Ever since I was in Little League, told that I was too small to play at the next level. I couldn't go up to the next level. I was too young, too small, hold back, develop a little bit more. I've always played with that chip on my shoulder. And that's why you know, I know myself and I know who I am and I know my game. And I, I don't want to be anyone that I'm not. I don't, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go up there and try and hit 50 home runs. I'm going to run into some balls. I know I can do that, but I'm not going to try and do that every time I go up to the plate. I'm going to play. I'm going to be the person that I am and help the team win in whatever way I can. How about the rules? Do you like the new rules? Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I'm I'm a big fan of the bases. I'm a big fan of the pitch clock. I'm a big fan of uh, of the shift. You know, there's still going to be shifts, but it definitely creates more opportunities, especially for a high contact guy. Um, the base the bases I think are probably my favorite, and obviously for base stealing and and uh, but just for the safety as well. I think you know it's more comfortability on those bags, and especially the close plays at first, close plays at second. Like you have more room on the bag, so you're not there's no bang bang close plays. So yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of them. I think I got to play with them last year in AAA, and then I got to see a perspective of playing one week up here with the smaller bases, no rules. And then, you know, I'd be sent down for a certain period of time in AAA and then go play with those rules. So I got to see both sides of it last year. Right. I love the new rules. I've been on record as that. So I, I just think the uh, – particularly the pitch clock is is created a good brand of baseball. It's the best brand of baseball I've seen in several, several years. And the, it's because of the pace. And um, I, I love the, the, the shift restrictions. Mm-hmm. I think that is added to it. Now, you can break down the stats however you want. It's just a more watchable game. If you just want to break it down that, that easily – is it more watchable or less watchable? It's way more watchable. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. that is that's always going to be key because the fans are going to drive this game. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, who are the guys you hang out with? You still now when you were coming up, it was the T Amigos, correctly <laughs> in the minor leagues. That would be TJ Friedel, Tyler Stevenson, it would be Tony Santion, yep. and at the time Taylor Trammell. Do I have was, that right? That was the four of us. Yep. Okay. We were the T Amigos uh, pretty much went through every level together, the four of us. Yeah. Uh, Dayton, Daytona, and then um, Chattanooga 2019. We all actually lived together in a house. And that's kind of like the T Amigos like formed. Yeah. Um, then we lost Tremel that offseason, um, or actually middle of that year, I believe he was traded. Yeah. And, uh, but still to this day, keep in touch. We still talk all the time. You know, me and Stevenson, me and Stevenson hang out. All you guys the time. are hanging all the time on the road. I'll see you in <laughs> yeah. the. The wives yeah. going out to dinner together. Yeah, going some. Double By the days. way, this last it was the last road trip. Well, you had quite the get up on, man. You were looking sharp when you were going to dinner. Oh, with the was it the turtleneck? Was it the I black think it was turtleneck? The turtleneck and, and the the pants were yeah. a little short and with the the, the boots or yeah. no the velvet uh, suede uh, yeah, shoes. Yeah, were, yeah, yeah. I was I was dressed up. Yeah, you were looking good. I, mean, I was, <laughs> I was like, trying to trying to impress the wife. <laughs> you still trying to do yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> still trying. Still still trying to do it. Well, four, that's good. Four years into marriage, still going. So. That's good. Yeah. Well, you got a little one now too, yes. right? So yep. how is fatherhood? Amazing. It such he's been such a blessing for us, and he was born 
uh, actually right after the 2021 season, I got called up and, and season ended October 6th. He was born October. What's his name? Senin. Senin Leo. And uh, he was born October 21st. And so having just being able to help my wife out in the off season, yeah. all off season to be there. And then last year we lived together. Um, so, you know, they went through all that with me last year, going up and down, being back and forth between Louisville, Cincy. We, we went through it together. But um, through all the ups and downs, it was just amazing to go home and, and see them and be home and be able to separate baseball from life and family and my yeah. wife and my son and our dog, you know, having yeah. them at home and getting to just hang out with them and right. be able to breathe and, and separate that life. Well, that sounds terrific. Let's talk more about your family and your third cousin, I think, is John Calipari, right? Yeah. Is it third? Do I have that Se right? Second, yeah. Second cousin. Second okay, cousin. we got. Yeah. Let me let me write this down. <laughs> Second cousin. Now, give us the uh, the family tree there. How 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 are you related to John My, Calipari? The or is it Parry? Perry Parry. Calipari. Perry. Yeah. And I've uh, heard it both ways, so I've said it a thousand times both ways. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, current UK basketball coach. Yeah. Right in the heart of Reds country. One of the hearts of Reds country. So how? what's the family tree? My dad's mom, so my grandma, her sister is Calipari's mom. Okay. So that, yeah, that's my dad. My dad and him are cousins. Yeah. And now we're second cousins. So him and your dad hung out. Grew up tight, yeah. right? Grew up together. Yep, grew up together. Played basketball in the driveway together. Calipari's got a lot of stories about that that he's told me. <laughs> like uh, what? You got a good one? Yeah, they just... Playing driveway pickup basketball, really? no rules. Who was Just, better? Ah, uh, man, I don't, my <laughs> cousin smack talk. Here. I think in uh, <laughs> in in official regulation basketball, I think uh, Calipari is a lot better than my dad. But my dad plays pretty aggressive. He, my dad, my dad plays, <laughs> plays like Pitts, Pittsburgh pickup basketball. So. <laughs> In the so in the in the driveway, there's there's you play a, it like the, a Steeler mentality when there's no rules, <laughs> from what I've heard. Yeah, from what I've heard. Um, no, but they grew up. They got they got a lot of stories together, and um, being able to kind of develop a relationship with him personally, because it was all, growing up was always just with my dad. I would go yeah. when he when Calipari was at Memphis, and uh, they made the Final Four in San Francisco. We would go watch them play, and went to the hotel, got breakfast with him and his family. And uh, and then in 2019, when I was living in Vegas, they came out to play in the CBS Classic, um, four teams. And so I texted him and, and met up with him and we went and got dinner. And that's where my relationship with him started to form. And then COVID, then 2021, playing in Louisville, he came with his son Brad a couple of times out to Louisville to watch me play. Then I got called up. They and, led him in the city of Louisville. Oh yeah, wow. and welcomed him. <laughs> and uh, and then when I got called up at the end of twenty one, he he came with his son and, and my dad came out for a game and they were up in the boat out in center field. Yeah, um, watching. Well, I actually game. interviewed him that that game. Oh really? But yeah, I've interviewed. Well, I, I take it back. I don't know if it was that game. I've interviewed him in this stadium. Could before. have been last year. He came. It last wasn't year. last no. year. No, it was, he came it last was year. A couple years, times, it was a few years ago. It was before COVID. So oh, okay. This was before probably I was pre. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that he was here. So. Yeah, I got. You. What's he like behind the scenes? Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's a, a huge family man. Huge family. Loves his family to death. Stories about everything. He loves. I mean, extended like. Everyone in the family, not just yeah. immediate family, his extended family, everyone in the family tree. He's got stories, endless stories that I could just sit there. I mean, the first time we went to dinner in 2019, just me and him, I brought my wife along and 
um, his wife was there, and, and we were just talking about growing up when he, he was growing up in Moon with my dad. And, and uh, just the stories he had were it was, it was so great to hear from his perspective because I've grown up my whole life hearing my dad talk about it yeah. and hearing my dad talk about their relationship, but never heard his end of his stories and, and how he grew up. And so to be able to get that from him was really cool. Um, but he's awesome. He's high intensity guy. You know, he's, uh, he's just great. Yeah. He's awesome. Do you have a go-to John Calipari story that can be aired? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, nothing, yeah. you know, nothing crazy. Just, I, mean, I think, I think the coolest one was when he brought his son, Brad out to Louisville. Um, no, you know what? I got to go and I got to go. And I gotta go. <laughs> But it's more so about my buddies that came out to watch me play uh, with him. Uh, all good. Let's, uh, let's do it. And so they came out. It was the end of 2021. And that's the, the game they were up in, in the boat. With yeah. My dad was there. And so my two buddies came out to watch. And um, they went up. My dad brought them up, you know, to up to the boat to, to meet him and kind of say hi to him. And <laughs> one of my buddies, Evan, slapped, slapped the floor and gotten like a gotten like a defensive stance <laughs> and it's like hey if you if you need anyone you know i'm ready i still got a year of college eligibility left if you if you're looking for a defensive player uh and so after the game we went back to the hotel and he told my story i'm like oh my god oh but he loved it uh calipari loved it. he thought it was hilarious wow well he's been doing pretty good on the recruiting front yeah especially this year they've got uh, i think the top class the number one in. class number yeah. one class yep. coming in so yep it's getting a little heat down there so as you uh, you know Natives get a little restless down there, which is, that's uh, the, that's, I mean, that's as high level basketball yeah. in the college games you can get in for UK, sure. So pressure is always going to be immense. Yeah. I mean, when, with that much success, you're going to be, you know, held yeah. to that standard. And Absolutely. there's no doubt in my mind that with this class coming in and even next year's class as well, they got yeah. a lot of good guys coming in with some returning guys that they're going to be a, they're going to be a heavy basketball team. So you're sure. following them, obviously, yes. and, and have a rooting interest. Yeah, very, family rooting interest. Very much so. I have a, I have a mutual interest in that team. Very, very nice. Yeah. Well, I, hopefully I can talk to him again. You know, I might have talked to him in 2020, but I can't remember. They all bleed together. I'm getting old. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you probably just do so many I have done interviews so and talk to so many, many different guests that I, it just blurs together. I, they do blur together. Someone will tell me, yeah, remember that interview we did? I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> you give the courtesy like, yeah, well, that <laughs> yeah. was great. Well, you know. All right, let's uh let let's get to know you a little more. This is a uh this is something that we like to call What's in your phone? No. Oh. <laughs> you ready for these what questions? Do we, what do we got? What's your screen lock? My screen lock is me and my son uh last year um on the field on a firework oh Friday look at night. that picture yeah. folks it's and the firework yeah. fridays behind him you can see the well you can see the tall stacks it, yep and yep. it's uh my wife got this picture and uh it was really cool um last year tops great made picture. a father's day edition cards and so i sent them this photo and they put it on a baseball card oh that they, is awesome they sent me about 25 to 30 of them that i handed out to family and really that was a very special moment for God, me i missed to, that story i could have done a little sidebar on that to be able to have that and and get this picture on it it was incredible yeah no that's tremendous even got the locks down yeah you, you i got play the, hair. With the hair you kind yeah. of play with it up there but yeah i got the hair flowing got the flow going yeah now are you gonna ever have the flow going during the game or are we gonna keep it 
up. Yeah, I will. I, that, you know, at some point. I think when the weather gets a little warmer, I'll, I'll put it down and yeah. let it flow a little bit. Because if you put that Viking helmet and that cape on with the, <laughs> with the flow. That'll be a different look with the flow. Oh, yeah. Because Fraley, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. He's got the beard. I mean, it's that fits him to a T. It does. That outfit was meant for him. He says he's got Viking lineage. Did I you hear that? I don't doubt. I mean, no, I believe he, it. He, I've never he heard it, but I believe stuff it. into uh, Ancestry.com, oh, yeah. and there's a small portion of him that dates back to vikings never heard that but i believe every second of it just looking at him like that's that 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 whole thing is made for him so it's it's Uh, it's just turned into a whole team thing which is great but uh no when he puts it on it's like oh yeah i see it all right what's your ringtone what do you got i think it's just the basic apple really Uh, yeah i don't have any i don't ever have my phone on like loud so it's always on vibrate i have like i I I have different vibrations so, like, I change my settings. So, like, when my wife calls, it's a different vibration than a oh, normal wow. phone call. Yeah, a lot of people have that. Yeah. and But I don't – I think my ringtone is just set to default one. <laughs> default tone one. Yeah, I think – what is mine? Mine is uh, – I think it's Guns N' Roses. No. Oh, you got a custom one? Well, it's for my uh, – for the wife. Ah, gotcha. It's gotcha. Sweet Child of Mine, nice. I believe. So, I know that – and I'm like you. I rarely have the ringer on. Yeah. It's because you'll leave your ringer on and you're doing you're in a press conference or it's real quiet and then it just goes off and all <laughs> at the worst time off. possible and you know not the media members are uh, mean but they're mean um, and you get the stare down yeah so that one the regular ringtone though is uh, Baba O'Reilly of the Who oh yeah nice you got some customized ones in there this one's yeah this one is is custom. So that's one just nice. someone regular is calling but when the wife calls it's just the guitar part of Sweet Child of Mine. This is supposed to be what's in your phone, not in my phone. Where do we digress? <laughs> I, just I just turned this on you. No, I, th- I think I turned it on myself. I'm very sorry to talk about myself. <laughs> oh, you're good. People get mad when I talk about myself. <laughs> uh, how many alarms do you have? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, you're like this. Let's see. Here you go. Oh my God! Here you go. <laughs> Hold on. Look how many are there? Two, four, six. I saw a eight, lot of afternoons 10, 12, there. 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22. Currently 22, and they go from they range from 6:30 a.m. to 11 p.m. I was gonna say you're a baseball player. We 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 work a lot of nights. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you gotta have and those it's just, afternoon ones. Most on. of them are reminders because I don't go into my reminder section of my phone. And, and set a reminder. Yeah. I need an alarm. If I need to do something, I need an alarm. So like there's a, a Southwest check-in, uh, 8.30 p.m. on Sundays, overnight oats, to just to just make my overnight oats during the off-season for the mornings before my workouts. Um, <laughs> Hold on. You got an alarm to make oatmeal? Yeah. <laughs> well, like over overnight oats, like, you know, the ones yeah. that you, you, you store. Well, I don't know, but I've heard of them. You make them, right? And then, and then you store them overnight. So I'll make five of them for the week. And I'll put them in the fridge, and then I'll get one every morning in mason jars, and I'll eat them before I go work out because it's easier than making breakfast. Wow, that's tremendous. So yeah, twenty-two. Twenty-two <laughs> alarms. Ten, Ten o'clock p.m. Charge iPad. Who knows what that's for? I don't. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> you just keep them all in there. Yeah. Keep them rolling. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Just so, keep building them up. So you got an iPhone, right? Yep. Latest version? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Do you have to have the? Are you one of those guys that no. the new one comes out? Got to have the new one? No, I just get. I new used one. to be up until like eight, 
something like that, and then I realized, you know, they're not really updating. They're all the same thing. It's just not a, really updating. It's just the once they got to the new camera, though. Then yeah, I had to, the three camera one. Yeah, then I had. I have. To, I have the three camera. Then I had, and they started shooting video and. Um, this is a 4K and HD. Then I had to get that. This is a 13. So I don't know what they're on now. I think they're on 14, 16, or 22. Uh, who knows? I I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, I don't have the latest. All right, what what's some favorite apps? Favorite apps? Uh, I, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I recently got on TikTok, which I might go back uh -oh. to deleting. Yeah, because then I, sometimes I'll just find myself like scrolling through them, and then and then you hit this person that tells you you've been scrolling for a while, and it's just super demoralizing. Because then you look up and it's <laughs> and then it's been an hour, and I'm like, what am I doing? It's demoralizing. Like I just the app had to tell me I've been on it for too long. Wow. And so I got to get, so I might, I might end up deleting that pretty soon. Uh, chess.com. I got into that in spring training. The because you guys play chess a lot. This as whole a team. team, this whole team, the whole team this plays whole chess. Team. Every I'm a, single I am person. amazed at yeah. how many people it's usually a couple. Well, it used to be just like Joey, Joey. and, and uh, some guys picked it up last year, but then this year, Will Myers. Oh, actually, no, he picked it up in spring training. He just got really good though. Like, he just committed himself to chess, and now he's he's pretty good. I see him challenging people all, all the time. time, all the time. I mean, he but that's because he, he wants to practice during it. No, he just wants to practice. Like he just really? he wants to learn. He's I saw even India with an app. John's good. Yeah, me me Stevenson Fraley Steer. We kind of just started in spring and like just learning like the basics, the openings. Yeah, not really great at closing. So I'll play like those three guys on like the app or like on the board. But it's fun to watch, like, Will Benson. Benson I mean, and Votto went that, at it in those, spring training. Those right? were some really good games. Like, I didn't realize, you know, Benson was that. I've been playing it his whole life. He'd been, his yeah. Mom and and he, the first time he played Joey, it was like a good match. Normally, Joey plays some guys in spring training. It's, like, done in 10 minutes. Just and you're something. like, what just happened? Yeah. And their first match, I think Will maybe won or, or they split one and one, something like that. And I was like, wow. I'm like, all right. Nice. <laughs> hey, this will be fun to watch. Very nice. Yeah. So who's the best? Is is Votto the, the top of the mountain? I'd, or? I'd put... I'd put Joey and Will both one one. Really? Yeah. I mean, but that's my. You need to have a showdown. That that's my opinion. I don't a TV you know, showdown. I, I haven't watched all the matches, but I'm sure they got a running tally on the match count. Well, I have to get an update on that. Yeah. Got to get an update. All right, what game? You got games on that phone? <laughs> uh, no games. Do you consider Chess.com a game? That's a game, of course. Uh, Chess.com spades. spades. I like. I like to play, uh, play spades, spades on flights. Yeah. Play spades. Um. See, people love, I think they love these questions because it's normal. You're a normal human being like, hey, yeah. wow, I'm the same way. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Those are, two. Are you talk or text? Are you like, if you're, you're texting, or are you calling someone? Texting. Texting? Yeah, I'll text. It's just easier. And, and it can just be a running conversation, but I'm yeah. awful at texting. <laughs> so it's like, it's not good. Like, prime example, one of my buddies lives in L.A., High school buddy. I grew up with him my whole life. He lives in LA. He's talking about the Dodgers series, which is like end of June or something like that. Like in advance. It's it's yeah. like a couple months out. And uh he's talking about like, hey, I wanna, you know, I wanna come to the game, watch you play. How does that work? And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, dress. My wife and my son will be there. So I'm like, this is perfect. They'll be at the game. Like, we'll get you a ticket and sit you with them. And um, but that's not how the conversation went. He texted me. I didn't respond for three days. He texts my wife to get answers about how it works. My wife responded to him by the time that I, so I FaceTimed my wife after the game, I think it was like in Atlanta. And she was like, you need to text your friends back. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? And she's like, 
did you ever respond to Cade? And so I'll go back to my text and be like, oh, no, I'll do it right now. And she's like, I already planned it out. We're oh, good. It's already wow. set. And so I text him back and I text him back and he goes, don't worry. I'm just going to text dress from here on out. We'll figure things out. And I'm like, am I that bad at texting? And he's like, you're not good. And he's like, let's just say if I need something done, it probably not going to text you. It's just for me, if I open the text, you know, in the blue dot, right? The, yeah. the blue dot. If it go, right. if I open the text and the blue dot goes away, if I don't respond in that second, oh yeah, I don't go back to my text messages and be like, okay, who didn't I respond to? Yeah. And then like all of a sudden a week has passed. And then you get that guilty feeling of like, well, I'm not going to text you back now because yeah. then it's like you yeah. forgot for a week and yeah. now you're just coming back around to it. I have a bad habit and I know people on the other end are like, yeah, sure. Excuse you, Doug urinated on the homework i get of i'll write the text and i'll hit send but it won't send like i hit i miss hit send so it'll just sit there in queue oh so like the message try, types out it types out but it, uh, i don't actually send it like well, i'll go back like the oh, effort i know but then i tell them that a couple days later they like yeah sure they don't believe that sure you're just ignoring <laughs> me big league in me they don't believe that yeah so i have a really bad habit i don't know why it's uh Obviously, operator error, but I, I think I'm hitting send and I don't, and I'm going too fast between things. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I can't always, multitask. That's my yeah. problem. So, yeah, bad texture. You got music on that thing? I do. I got a lot. Got All right. Lot. What, 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 what do we get? What, what's the last song you listened to? The that? last song I listened yeah, to? Like, what's in there? Right. If you open up right now, what's the song? Um, song and artist. Uh, it was a song my wife sent me by Callum Scott. Uh, Dancing on my own. Um, that was probably my, I think that was my last played. Um, but I got every sort of genre you can think. What of. do you got? What all of them? You, what do you most listen to? It, it depends. Really? It, like the mood. Sunday day games. I'll I'll listen to reggae. Um, reggae. Now I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, I'll listen wow, to reggae. As far as a play, nice. Like calm, just calm down, yeah. not get too amped up. Um, <laughs> I got songs from like, Are You That Somebody by. Elia, which is like from 1998. Yeah. I got that in there. Um, Post Malone, George Ezra, Morgan Wallen's new album. That's in there. Uh, that one's just a little popular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's got, He had like all, what was it, the 30 some songs, right, that he released and they were all, all on, the on the top 100 charts, country yeah. charts. I mean, he's one of the that's best cray right cray now. That's great, great there. He's one of the best right now. And then you drop an album at a perfect time, like right before summer. Yeah. Right before everyone gets out on their boats. Yeah, right absolutely. You get you get that perfect country summer music right before summer. Yeah. Everyone's going to want to listen to it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got every... When you listen to a song on a boat, that's a different... That's like you have arrived. If, yeah. If you are up a boat song, you know what I mean? It's different than hearing it in the car. Yeah. If you're listening to the song in the car compared yeah. to it, out on the water on a boat, hanging out with friends, it's a whole different vibe. Totally different vibe. Yeah. And if you're one of the songs that's played during that experience... You've got a good That's song. That's a good gig. You got That's a good gig going. You got a good song. Yeah. Who's the most well known person in your contacts? Mm. Calipari. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you can just go with the person we had the conversation about, Calipari. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd go with that. There you go. Other than the guys on this team. Yeah. Well, that is an addition of What's in your phone? <laughs> Sweet.
<laughs> I appreciate it. I'm going to turn you loose, my friend. All right. I appreciate you having me on. This no, great. this was great. You opening up. You're uh, an interesting cat, and uh, you. I love to watch you play, man. I appreciate you play that. with energy. You play the game that the way I love it played. And please continue on. I hope it's many, many years to come. I, I appreciate and that. And will you Thank come you. back at some point? Yeah. We yeah. need to get you and the T Amigos yeah, together. At least you and Steve-O together. Let's, let's you guys it. are the best of friends, and we'll uh, we'll get you guys together. Perfect. How about that? I mean, I know but, he'll be down, so let's do it. He's usually down. He's, he hasn't said no that much <laughs> because he's that type of human being. He's a good guy. I love me some Tyler He's Stevenson. a good, he's an easy guy to love. He, so. he really is. Yeah. Easy guy to root for. You are an easy guy to root for. So thank you. <laughs> I my appreciate friend. it. Thanks appreciate for having it. me on. All right. Thanks for uh, tuning into the Gym Day podcast, everyone. We'll see you next time. So long. <laughs>